Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Sierra Nevada Journeys has positively impacted more than 190,000 children with their mission to deliver science-based education programs to develop critical thinking skills and inspire natural resource stewardship. As a 501c3 nonprofit, they offer a variety of STEM programs that borrow the best practices from formal and informal education to make the most impact from every hour they spend with students. Sean Hill, Vice President of Education, is a former science teacher with the Teach for America program. He holds several science degrees, as well as sitting on the executive board of the Nevada State Science Teachers Association and the Informal STEM Learning Environment Subcommittee of the Nevada Governor's STEM Council. He loves helping to connect children with the outdoors and is also a big fan of deep powder snow. Sean, good to see you again. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. It has been a journey for you guys. So give us the 30,000-foot the overview why people need to know you exist. Okay, great. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So Sierra Nevada Journeys, we are an education nonprofit. Our vision is to establish the next generation of scientists, thinkers, and stewards. If you think about the, the growth in, here in northern Nevada, um, the growth of our economy, of our, of our population, you know, a couple things come to my mind, and one of those is our, the access that we have to, to the beautiful you know, outdoors uh, and, and recreation opportunities that we have around here. Um, a, another thing that comes to my mind is the growth of our economy through, uh, in no small part, to STEM careers and STEM jobs, and STEM being science, technology, engineering, and math. And so Sierra Nevada Journeys, uh, we have a suite of programs. We work with students, uh, elementary students, we work with families, we work with community partners, and our, our goal is really to help establish you know, critical thinking skills, science education literacy, um, outdoor stewardship um, through our program areas, and, and it's uh, in these areas that we think that we have a real fit with kind of this picture of the, the growth of no Northern Nevada. Yeah, I was listening to one of the uh, deputy directors of the governor's office of economic development and they want to really hone in on the sector councils and one of them is healthcare. Mm -hmm. one of them is advanced manufacturing another is technology logistics was the fourth one but three of those are definitely our kids need help absolutely right? <laughs> absolutely and you know we um our, our air, you know, we have a, a variety of different program types. We, we specialize in STEM education, certainly out, outdoor education. Um, you know, in northern Nevada, we see 15,000 students and families a year through our programs. I should also mention that we do work in northern California as well. And we have an outdoor school, uh, Grizzly Creek Ranch, located in Plumas County, which is really a short hop, 45-minute drive from Reno. And so we do a lot of residential outdoor science education programs as well, including what is typically a, a robust summer camp season that, unfortunately, this year um, has, has had to have been canceled due to um, COVID-19. Yeah, so let, let's talk about that because 
you are an outdoor science education program, yet the protocols of California and even Nevada. What's your biggest fear right now? I mean, we have a lot of kids that are not gonna be going back to school. It's gonna be a lot of online stuff, but I mean, how does that really translate to, I'm doing a science project outside uh, relative to you know your mission? Sure, so uh, <laughs> certainly, you know, the hands-on, uh, experiential education is kind of our calling card. And so, you know, uh, when you ask about my fears, it's, it's that uh, in this environment, it is uh, increasingly very challenging to, to work with students in person. Um, so, you know, this spring, when all of this started happening and schools started canceling, we immediately, uh, you know, got our thinking hats on and tried to, to come up with ways that we could help our communities in new ways. And so we surveyed a lot of our teacher and principal pals, and um, we developed uh, an, a, a distance learning curriculum that we try to still steep in our core values and our core pillars. Um, so we've, you know, we've done some interesting things. We've developed a virtual field trip, for example. Um, you know, a lot of our programming uh, involves discussion amongst the students, and so we're looking, uh, we've designed some different discussion platforms online. You know, it looks like in the fall, we are going to be relying on this distance learning model. We are trying to build in, uh, we're still trying to build in live experiences with students. It's just those experiences will look and feel different. They, they'll be held in a webinar format, for example. Um, so, you know, th there's a variety of things that we've been doing. And um, in response to all this, we, we do have a really fun family camp coming up that we do uh, get to do in person. So I certainly want to talk about that today as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So let, let's talk about the fact that, I mean, you have a lot of parents who are out there going, oh my gosh, now the role of educator is landing on my shoulders. So what is it if I'm a parent going, you know, I, I really understand that, you know, STEM education is, is the path to the future. How can I tap into your, uh, some of these virtual trainings and things like that? One of the things that we developed over the spring is activities for parents. I'm, I'm a dad of uh, two young boys. And so, you know, similarly as my job, but also sort of as my role as a parent, I was looking for things to do with my kiddos. And so um, we do have a ton of free, really fun activities that are hosted on our website, sierranevadajourneys.org. If you go over to the blog side of our website, there's a link on the top that says blog. Um, we have dozens of activities, ideas that you can do, low-cost ways to do science uh, in the house or in the backyard, um, ideas for taking your kids in the neighborhood, scavenger hunts you can do, um, various you know, natural systems that you can point out, interactive ways uh, to, to do what we do in the home environment for, for students and families. So um, I would encourage your listeners, uh, if you have kids at home and you're looking for ideas for the summer or the fall, check out the Sierra Nevada Journeys blog because we have a lot of great activities up there. Well, sure, this doesn't mean the end of field trips, right? right? You can do field <laughs> trips at home. You know, I take my kids, I, 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 I did it this morning. We, we do a field trip every day, the neighborhood walk. I think that's probably a lot more common now for folks. I see a lot more people outside. Uh, but on that neighborhood walk, you can um, point out the storm drains to your kids and, and talk about where the water goes and the fact that, you know, 
rainwater, stormwater, it goes directly into our rivers and streams. And, you know, my kids and I think a lot of folks think that that water that goes into storm drains is actually filtered or goes through some treatment process. And it, and it really doesn't. And so there's there's a lot of uh, little things that you can point out to your kids and have those great conversations with them. And again, we, we have some of those ideas on the on the website. I have a lot of birds and hummingbirds. I'm a beekeeper. Oh. So, there, you know, we've created a yard that's very pollinator friendly. Excellent. And just seeing all the different kinds of insects. I mean, all of this relates to the future yes. of education. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, you know, thinking through, you know, yeah, pollinators is a great example. That's a system, a system whereby we have insects and, and other creatures that are helping, you know, the, the plant growth. And, and so by analyzing th things in terms of the systems that they're involved in or that they're a part of is a great way to shed light on that for your students and, and dive into some of this more critical thinking around those things. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about those uh, five pillars that you guys, I mean, obviously for, you know, young children, you know, things are just happening out there, but how do you really hone them in to start thinking along the lines of science and technology? I mean, what are some of the fun things that you're doing? Oh, sure. Well, you know, we, our, we have a great team of educators um, and our education staff, when we design programming for kids, you mentioned the five pillars. You know, we, we make sure that, uh, that we have, you know, science is involved, uh, natural resource stewardship, critical thinking skills, Social-emotional learning is a big one, especially now where, where uh, kids just have so many fewer opportunities to interact with, with one another. Um, so uh, social-emotional learning, uh, that's one of the, the uh, focus areas for us as we develop materials for teachers to use this fall. How can we get kids um, you know, going through conflict, solving problems together, discussing with each other? It, it, you know, I think as an educator, um, the two things that I worry about are uh, is uh, academic regression right now because there's just been um, school is so much different, <coughs> we'll say. And then the second one is, um, y like I, as I mentioned, fewer opportunities for students and children to interact. And so, um, so those are certainly in the fifth pillar I'll, I'll mention is uh, 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 cultural relevance and really a focus on equity, which is um, very timely right now. But you know, how, how can we make sure that the students that we're serving, uh, that, that our uh, curriculum is meaningful to them and, and to their cultural context? Um, so you know, it, it, it's those things that, that we build into our hands-on programming that we're being creative and trying to put into our new virtual programming. Well, and also, I mean, part of my fear are, you know, there's a lot of children with special needs. And I know you have some camps and you address some of that. So let's say, because these are the parents that are struggling even more and there's not a lot of conversation around that right now. So how, how can you help a parent that's got a child with special needs start to think towards the future and have hope about fitting into society as well? Yeah, good, good question. You know, when I think about that, I think about something uh, that is known as design for equity. And so if you design for, for those populations or those community members that are, you know, historically at the margins, um, who aren't uh, necessarily, you know, programs aren't necessarily designed for everybody. If you design for equity, if you design programs at the margins, then all of your mainstream students are going to benefit as well. And so, um, you know, we really take that to heart when we design our programming and we think about the various populations of students that we serve.
You mentioned your family camp. We'll talk more about it also, but I want, you know, if somebody says, oh, tell me more about family camp. I took my family camping last week and it was wonderful. It was, it, it really felt like a slice. It felt like life was normal again. I think that a lot of people are looking for ways to, to get outdoors right now. You hear about the, uh, just, just a lot of crowds right now in these natural outdoor areas. And so, you know, Sierra Nevada Journeys, we operate Grizzly Creek Ranch, uh, which is the camp that I mentioned in Plumas County near the Feather River. Why not? You know, we, we kind of sat back and, and said, why don't we offer something that families are looking for right now? Um, so we modeled it. We do a family camp every year. It's Labor Day weekend. And um, it, it's always been a hit. And, you know, we have, uh, so we decided to try to, to, to replicate that program over several weeks um, in September. Um, so, so basically, it's an opportunity for families to come join us to get their own cabin or perhaps share a cabin with their quarantined friends. You know, so if they have a cohort of friends that they're already, um, in, you know, interacting with, then they can come up together. And, and we're going to uh, put on a program where folks can come spend some time outdoors. They can go kayaking. Uh, they can go on a nature hike. We can um, do some night activities. Um, we have a great uh, we have great food service. Our, our kitchen manager Christina is amazing, and she's coming up with a lot of great menu options for folks for this fall. And um, food will be served uh, outdoors in, in, at each individual space for these families. And it really is uh, going to be a fun way for folks to get out in a in a safe and responsible and distanced way and enjoy the outdoors this year in Nevada Journeys. That's awesome. We have to go to break talking with Sean Hill, Vice President of Education for Sierra Nevada Journeys. And if you want more information, obviously you want to go to sierranevadajourneys.org. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screening makes your home cooler, more comfortable, and energy efficient. Sliding screen door need a tune-up? Call SunTech. Ask about SunTech pet screens. Life is good with SunTech's fast service and no interest financing. Discounts available upon request. Call 224-5093 for a free estimate. 224-5093 or visit SunTechSolarScreens.com. We're still in business and the sun keeps on shining. SunTech Solar Screens. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today.
Natakwa. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Having a great conversation with Sean Hill, who's the VP of Education for Sierra Nevada Journeys, and we were talking about this great family camp they're going to have over Labor Day weekend. There's a lot of parents right now stressed. What am I going to do? I've had these children in the home for months now, and I need a break. I feel those parents' pain, and um, the thing about our, our campus is that we have all these great cabins that typically are employed during our um, outdoor, uh, outdoor school programs, or our community partner programs, or our summer camp programs. Well, the, the cabins are dormant right now, and um, so each cabin sleeps uh, up to 12 people. We have great bunk beds. Um, again, there's, you know, we're talking about over 500 acres here, so there's plenty of space uh, for families to come up and enjoy programming that we're going to host with these families. Archery, kayaking, um, nature hikes, evening trivia, time around the campfire. You know, we have basketball hoops, we have volleyball court, we have a game called Gaga. That's, we have this Gaga pit that the summer camp kids know all about and is really a hoot. Um, so we're going to be designing uh, these facilitated experience for families to come up and enjoy themselves. There's also plenty of time for to just be unstructured and go hang out and go hike around outdoors. Check out SierraNevadaJourneys.org to learn more about Family Camp. Sean, you were a former science teacher, and you guys are working on some potential programming for the school district. Let's, let's talk about the importance of that. We are so hopeful that we are going to be able to see students this fall and work with them in the outdoor environment. Um, so we have a, a few concepts we're running by our school partners right now, one of which uh, could be very exciting if we can figure out some of the logistics around it. And of course, you know, things are changing daily with decision making around the school districts. But, um, you know, picture uh, Sierra Nevada Journeys, trained outdoor educators, visiting school campuses, taking small groups of students from the indoor classroom into the outdoors and facilitating student learning outside in the schoolyard. It will help teachers uh, with distancing requirements in the classroom. It will give students a, a varied experience. Um, it, it allows us to really tap into uh, the training of our staff, which includes a lot of social emotional development. You know, our teachers are really good about putting students in scenarios where they have to think through different solutions to problems. I mentioned conflict earlier, where we can have students uh, practicing argumentation skills. Um, heck, we might even just have a station under a tree where a student can read a book. That is something that is, is in planning right now, and we're hoping that something like that will work out. We do have a, another plan, and that is um, we learned a lot this spring about the virtual classroom environment. And so we are um, transitioning our Classrooms Unleashed program, which is typically a program where our teachers go into the schools, do some hands-on STEM learning, uh, and then take the students on a one-day field experience at a local natural area. We're transitioning that into a virtual experience. And that, what that will look like is uh, webinar experiences for the students, interactive virtual field trip videos. Um, these are things that students will be able to take advantage of if they're in school or if they're in a distance learning environment with their teachers. We have animations, pre-recorded videos. For not being hands-on, we're trying to get as interactive as possible. And so that's the Virtual Classrooms Unleashed program. And the bottom line is, you know, a lot of us are concerned with the fact that kids are aggressing backwards with their education. When I was young, we had the three months off, and by the time you get back into school, you forgot everything you learned, right? <laughs> That's right. And you guys are focused a lot on certainly, you know, science, technology, 
things like that, which is so critical. I mean, you, you think about what our world is going through right now with uh, vaccine development, right? So, I mean, you look at the, the path to a vaccine and all the healthcare, science, everything that's got to go into that could be quite exciting, not necessarily for vaccines, but when you, we think of healthcare in the future, I mean, that's a massive road, right. a great path, right? Yeah. So, so how, you know, I know that's what you guys are focused on, but how do we get that into the schools? Well, you know, I, I just want to say, I, I want to say too, what our teachers and our districts are facing right now is nothing short of, uh, of a crisis. And the teachers, you know, our school partners are so fantastic and teachers do such a great job. And they're all of a sudden pitched with this new world of distance learning and they are doing, uh, they are doing amazing things right now and trying to meet the demands of students in this new environment. So. What we're trying to do is support our teachers. You know, their their jobs are hard enough as it is, let alone a brand new system. And so we're tr we're trying to find ways, and that's why we want to talk to our, our teacher partners uh, to find out how we can better uh, uh, support them and assist them. And one of those areas is through teaching science. You know, the, in middle school and high school, you're you're typically going to have a science teacher there. You're going to have a bio teacher. In elementary school, there's there's not a specialized science teacher. Elementary teachers wear all hats, and they teach all subjects and so for us we uh, <clears throat> try to stress that science and STEM is a is a perfect lens to teach all of our subjects there's reading there's math there's uh, you know history there's all sorts there's social emotional development you can bring arts into the sciences and so um, you know we're, we're just really trying to build supports and you're right right now science is not only sort of the method but it's also the topic and so there's a lot of you know medical vaccines er everything that's happening right now provides such a uh, topical focus and theme that we can bring to students right now yeah I mean it's it's not even anymore back then it was an elective so when I was in school it was electives now it's it needs to be required yes because any child today that wants to step into a job is going to have to have STEM education, is going to have to be excited about learning. And yes. I know you guys make it very exciting to learn about science because you're outside, you're in nature, it's observation and help connect the dots. I right? know, I, uh, yes, and that's, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's almost cheating. We, we get to teach science in the outdoors. I mean, you, you have kids hooked right away. A lot of times the students that traditionally maybe aren't don't excel in the classroom they they do wonders in the outdoors you know they the, their their brains operate in different ways and they they really excel in those situations so absolutely absolutely so for parents for teachers for young people old people anybody that's interested in really you know uh, tapping into this great organization Sierra Nevada Journeys go out to the website sierranevadajourneys.org Sean a final message to our listeners uh, you know thanks Sherry again for having me here today um, you know I would say just uh, keep tabs on your local charities and nonprofits that that you care about. And if you have the means, uh, think about supporting them financially. This is a really tough time 
for the nonprofit industry. It's a tough time for the outdoor education industry. And so we are doing what we can to innovate and to meet the demands of a changing world. Uh, but if any, you know, if, uh, please come do check out our website, consider a program, consider a donation. And uh, by all means, if anybody would ever like to talk, I'd be happy to have a cup of coffee anytime. Let the school district know that you want Sierra Nevada Journeys to come in and do some outdoor education so that we support our teachers who need it uh, a lot right now. So That's right, Sherry. If you, if you are a parent of a school-aged child, uh, do mention our programs here in Northern Nevada or in Northern California, and we do have options. Very exciting. Glad you guys are doing what you do and really appreciate it. Been here a long time. And Sean is right. If this is important to you, reach out to Sierra Nevada Journeys. Find out how you can help. Also, check out and remember, Family Camp. Family Camp, SierraNevadaJourneys.org. <laughs> we are running five weeks in September and October, so come check us out. Absolutely. Great to have you here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com.